Welcome to the Multidimensional Evolution Podcast. I am your host, Kim McCall. If you want to find out more about life beyond the physical dimension, this is the place to be. We will be having conversations to expand your consciousness and help you reconnect with your essential self. But given the subject matters a request, don't believe in anything, including what is shared here. Experiment, have your own experiences, and always use discernment. Welcome to episode two, where I'm talking with Tatiana Motta, author of Intermissive Course, Have You Prepared Yourself for the Challenges of Human Life? Tatiana is originally from Manaus, Brazil, but currently lives in Brisbane, Australia. She is a translator, educator, and has dabbled in many other professions. But today she will be talking about her long-standing passion and research interest in consciousness and life beyond the physical. Tatiana has been a volunteer with different consciousness research organizations in Brazil for more than 25 years, and for much of that time has run workshops and lectured in the discipline of Conscienciology, a particular approach to studying consciousness that was developed in Brazil. Today she will be talking about her book, which is just about to be released in English, and we will discuss what it means to prepare yourself before birth for your current life and how you can know if you have. If you've ever had the feeling that you're here for a purpose, but not quite been able to put your finger on it, you do not want to miss this episode. Hey, Tatiana, it's so lovely to have you on. Thank you very much for coming and joining Joining me on the Multidimensional Evolution Podcast, the first as the first interviewee, I'm so excited to to have you on. Hi Kim, it's my absolute pleasure to be here today to chat about such an interesting theme, and thank you so much for the invitation. Um, so, conscienciology is something that you've been involved in for a very long time. Could you tell people a bit about Conscienciology? What is it? Yes, sure. Uh, well, uh, Conscienciology is the science of the consciousness, which is the personality as a whole beyond the brain and the material dimension. So when I talk about Conscienciology, Kim, I usually think about us, you know, as consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, our personality, which goes beyond our body, this uh, material life, and involves multiple lives, uh, the bioenergies. So, conscientiology is a pretty uh, broad science, which was proposed by Dr. Valdo Vieira, a Brazilian researcher of the consciousness and parapsychic phenomena. He's been researching uh, all kinds of um, parapsychic experiences in himself and other researchers for many, many years. And uh, he has written treatises and books, and all kinds of research about the consciousness and uh, the experiences we have in bioenergies and out-of-body experiences as well. So um, I know that 
conscienciology is a very um, broad science. We study the consciousness through all kinds of um, um, themes. So we can study the con like I can study myself as a consciousness in dealing with other people, uh, relating to my own uh, issues, my own uh, needs, my own talents. So we study, when we say we study the consciousness, we use um, what we call the conscientious paradigm, mm -hmm. which is a technical way of doing research of the consciousness, but always taking our own consciousness into consideration. And um, the results of these kinds of research aim um, mainly our evolution, which means we are becoming more mature by studying ourselves and the other people in order to overcome our difficulties and using our, talent, our talents the best way for our evolution and the evolution of others. Okay, so... Yeah, I was intrigued because you, you mentioned uh, the word science a few times, conscienciology as a science, but you also seem to say that really what we're studying is ourselves, um, which uh, I guess when I think of science, I often think of um, us studying something outside of ourselves, you know, trying to understand the physics in the world around us better or the chemistry, which might relate to us, but it's not exactly like me studying myself. So how, how do I, in conscienciology, you know, study my own consciousness? What would be maybe, uh, you know, two or three techniques that you would use? Oh, that's a very interesting question because, uh, you know, in um, science in general, the object of your research is outside of yourself. You cannot, you know, uh, contaminate your research with yourself. Yes. And um, this is what intrigued me and uh, motivated me the most when I got to, you know, know about conscientiology because um, the techniques proposed by, by Dr. Vieira uh, help assists the researcher to um, be the researcher and the guinea pig as well, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, for example, I can uh, research myself through the results of what I have been doing in my life. Uh, I can pick, for example, as um, uh, an object of research a fact that happened during my day, and I will use that fact to um, draw conclusions about my own way of, you know, behaving. Okay, so for for example, acting. For example, uh, sorry, but I'm just curious. It made me think when I'm if I'm uh, spending the day at work and I have a, a, a very stressful uh, situation with a colleague. Um, that would be the kind of situation that you could use as a, a study point. Exactly. So, for example, oh, this happens with all of us, right? 
you have that person at work you just cannot stand or it was sometimes it, they are your boss sometimes they are uh, just a colleague and um so when we we study we apply conscientiology te techniques to study this kind of fact we are going to for example analyze that fact that happened at work with that person uh and check for example Uh, the level of the bioenergies I had at that moment, which is one point of research I can do, uh, drawing uh, conclusions about that fact, mm -hmm. which is pretty practical. Um, maybe, maybe you could just, sorry, Tatiana, but you've mentioned this word a few times, bioenergies. Could you just explain what you mean by that? Sure, yeah. Uh, so one of the... Uh, points we do research in conscientiology is the bioenergies. So uh, it is a fact that all of us have the physical body that we all know when we are aware of it. Mm -hmm. But in conscientiology, one other body that we uh, assume we have, and it's uh, um, one, one important point of research for us is the bioenergy. So we do, as consciousness, have the human body and the bioenergies as well. These bioenergies are a reflection of who we are, what we think, how we feel. And it's always um, uh, changing, like the quality of this energy changes for better or worse, according to the way we are thinking, how we are feeling. And okay. uh, so this is an, a very relevant point of self-research in conscientiology. So through the, the, the reading of the energies of the place of people and of yourself, you are able to draw conclusions of yourself mm -hmm. and uh, research about this and write about this and draw your own conclusions. So um, in so, this example, we just were talking about at work. Yes, yes. Um, so this, is what, this would be an interesting point of self-research in conscientiology. So through the energies, you can um, read, you know, the atmosphere of the place or how someone you are interacting with is... Uh, how they are feeling, how their energies are. And you can act either in a positive way to help someone and to make the atmosphere more positive. Or if you're not lucid or if you're not uh, proactive in terms of assisting the, the place or the other people, you can even make it worse through your thoughts and your energies. Okay. So we're really responsible then um, in those situations, yeah? How we show up. Exactly. So, so uh, in Conscientiology, this simple example can give you so much information, Kim, about um, the, the environment, about how you act or you should have acted, mm. you know? And um, we do need to make this kind of research very technical. So in Conscientiology, we have hundreds and thousands of techniques 
to um, draw conclusions about this simple example I gave to you and um, and act in a way that we'll be able to, uh, you know, mature ourselves to become more evolved in, you know, in the future. Mm, become more mature. So yep. more mature, exactly. So if I could say like, what is the aim of conscientiology? Is the aim of conscientiology the research of the consciousness? Um, yes, it is, but it's not, you know, the, the biggest or the highest achievement uh, a, consci a conscientiological research would achieve, would get. So um, the main objective or the main goal of conscientiology is to use science research, mm -hmm. technical research, to, in order to research your own self and the others around you, in order to um, plan and change your behavior, your traits, to become more mature and assistential. So this would help, uh, you know, humanity in the end as a whole. Mm. So it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a personal growth tool, if I understand it, which really focuses on us in, that, in a multidimensional way beyond the physical. That's it. I even would, uh, would like to j just go further in this, uh, what ha you have just said. So in Conscientiology, we have um, some main points of research, which one of them I have already told you, which is the bioenergies. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, one point of, you know, focus we have. The other one, uh, which we call the psychosoma, uh, which is always called as you know the spiritual body or the soul in religious studies yes um so this is one of the bodies we do have as a consciousness we all do have uh this other body which is the which you call the psychosoma yes. which is a body that we are able to um use when we are for example having an out-of-the-body experience. So we see ourselves in another dimension, which is pretty common if you just Google it, out-of-body experience or, you know, um, a projection or projection of the consciousness. You're going to see tons of people experiencing this kind of, um, you know, phenomena and they don't even know what is it about mm. or that there are there is a lot of science behind all that so the this is also one of our main points of research the psychosoma yeah and another um body that the consciousness has and that we do research is what we call the mental soma which is our mental body the body that um is the main, you know, center of our reasoning, of our intellectuality, of our main, our biggest, or more evolved talents. Okay. So uh, we do research all these bodies in a very technical way in conscientiology. Yeah. And I, I, I guess, you know, we're going to very shortly start talking about the Intermissive Course, that book that you wrote. And, 
and um, the courses that we do before our lifetime. And in terms of the bodies, I'm guessing when we do the intermissive course, we're in the psychosoma, right? Where um, that's that's where we are at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just before we get to that, uh, which I think will be really, uh, you know, relevant to a lot of people that are listening to this because um, a lot of people drawn to these topics are likely to have done an intermissive course. Um, but before we get to that, I'm just curious um, how you personally, you know, what was it that triggered for you the interest in conscienciology? Um, because it is fairly unusual, you know, it is, a, it is a, I guess, for people to, um, give as much time as you have to something like the study of consciousness in the way you've described it. So I'm guessing there was some some event or, or what happened that brought you into this? Well, um, this is very interesting because um, since I was a kid, I remember one of the like um, first memories I remember is uh, feeling this nostalgia for people or places I didn't know. Okay, yes. Um, so it was pretty funny because I used to, uh, it was a very interesting memory, Kim. I was uh, around my maybe five, six years old, and I used to go to the swimming pool we had at home and just stay there, you know, like looking at the sky. Mm-hmm. And feeling that sense of nostalgia, I didn't know, mm. uh, uh, you know, about who or where, what was, what was I missing, you know, yes. like yes. who, who was I missing? Who, who are these people I was, I was missing and these places I didn't know, but I just had the feeling. And, um, and when I, while I was, I was growing up, um, I always felt that the first thing, uh, I was not only, you know, a human uh, body that mm-hmm. would have just this life and then die and then it was over. Um, and I also had this feeling I had some, you know, some task to do in my life. Yes. Uh, I didn't know what, I didn't know when, I didn't know who or what I would do with whom, but I had this innate sense that I had something to do in this life. But I had no idea of, you know, uh, I had an existential program or a mission in my life or or I didn't know anything about bioenergies or conscientiology. But when I became an adolescent, I started having out-of-body experiences. And um, it didn't actually scare me at all. It was very interesting and exciting to me you know i was i was going to bed i was sleeping and then i felt i was out of my body in a more subtle body which is the psychosoma now i know that yeah and you know i was just feeling i was like flying uh you know in the sky and feeling that great sense of freedom and then i woke up very energized and happy so it wasn't scary at all to me and um and and then i got to you know i got to know about conscientiology and before that i studied you know out of body experiences uh in the religious field in the um um 
all kinds of different studies people do about parapsychism. And I might, uh, just, I might just say, sorry, Tatiana, because when you say out-of-body experiences in the religious field, I think for a lot of listeners that might seem uh, surprising because a lot of religion doesn't um, deal with that. But I think in Brazil, I'm assuming you're talking about the spiritualist That's religion. what I was going yes? Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was going to tell you. I am originally from Brazil. And what is interesting in Brazil is that um, uh, lots of, you know, different kinds of religion do um, um, talk about parapsychic phenomena. And uh, also many, many kinds of mystic, you know, studies and uh, so it's pretty common in Brazil for you to hear uh, people talking about, uh, let's say, spiritual experiences, yes. but not in a technical way, more like of, uh, you know, a personal experience or um, some kind of, you know, uh, religious feeling or, or mystic feeling they had. And yeah. that's... That's very common. Well, I, 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 sorry, I just want to interject because it makes me think when I was living in Brazil and I was um, teaching English, um, as well as being there to study conscienciology, but I was teaching English and so many of my students, when we started talking about what I was doing, would tell me about their out-of-body experiences and their spirit experiences. Uh, I was very surprised that, that um, <laughs> it would have just not happened in in, in Europe. Exactly. So it's, um, you know, these kinds of experience are common everywhere on the planet. But what is interesting in Brazil is that, you know, due to this, uh, I guess the culture, people are more open and they talk more about these kinds of experience. So, which is a good thing, you know, mm. but sometimes it's pretty more like in a, in, in a more, um, not scientific way. It's more like in a talk about feelings and and sensations, and uh, but it's it's a good thing that we in the Brazilian culture you have this openness to talk about you know all kinds of phenomena um, people have. But still, going back to my experience, um, I got to know about conscientiology in uh, 1994. And I was uh, young and, you know, preparing my, you know, my studies to start my life. And uh, when I got to know about the science, I was very um, impacted because of the, how technical the research of the consciousness could be. And I had never found this anywhere, you know, where I looked for. I was looking for something mm -hmm. like in religion, in mystical groups yes. that didn't quite match, you know, what was I was looking for. Yes. And since I'm not a religious person, even though I respect all kinds of religions, I didn't, I have never been a religious person. So it didn't quite match, you know, my needs. And um, when I got to find a science that researches researches, you know, uh, the consciousness that I would be able to use these tools to research myself mm. and to become more um, evolved as a, a human, or as a consciousness, and also studying 
everything I was looking for, like bioenergies or the experiences I was having uh, as, you know, OBEs or out-of-body experiences in such a technical way. So that's why I got really excited. And then I started studying the science, doing courses, but it actually became part of, you know, my, my main goal in life when uh, it was around 1997 when a friend of mine had a car accident and passed away. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really, um, you know, it was an awful experience to me. But at the same time, it triggered my need, you know, to understand more about multi-dimensions and how to use my energies to help people, to help him at first, mm. of course. And so I started to study everything I could, uh, you know, aiming to help him somehow wherever he was. Yes, okay. And uh, that's when I came back to the Conscientiology courses and then never stopped studying Conscientiology, becoming a volunteer and an instructor and a writer, and here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here you are. That's lovely. And I, I guess, you know, from what you've shared that uh, it is in that space that you found what you were looking for when you were a little, a little girl, you know, looking for something you didn't know what. Um, would, that be, would that be right? You found, that, found the people and the places through? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm not saying that everyone has... Uh, you know, to find conscientiology as a main, um, you know, goal in life. Everyone has their own mission, the, their own groups they need to find. Mm. And uh, so this is one of the main things I, I know that excites me about researching the consciousness is that we all are different and we have different needs and different missions in life. And that's what makes, you know, uh, diversity wonderful. Yes. Um, but from my experience, the fact that I was looking in my, like during my life, I was looking for something I didn't know, but I, I was loyal to that feeling, you know, Kim, like I need to find that. I didn't forget this. Yes you yes. know, feeling I had inside myself. So this is the most important thing. Sometimes people have these kinds of feelings. Uh, they need to find, you know, their group, their friends, like the, you know, yes. the people, they, they need to, to do something together in this life. And sometimes they forget or they just ignore it and they go and, you know, just have their lives and their work and that's it. And then they get depressed and not motivated with their lives anymore. Mm. So as I uh, you know, like when I was a kid and had all these, you know, that nostalgia I was talking about and it spent like many years in my life till I found a place where I've, you know, I found, found I belonged with. So the feeling of um, happiness, it's not just an, an excitement, you know. It's a deep feeling of um, being where you have to be and being with the group you need to work with to do something bigger. Yes. A sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So this, gives, uh, this gave me a lot of self, you know, 
um, self, uh, a sense of self-achievement and happiness, which is, you know, something that people need to just think about that. This is mm. very important. Yeah, it's beautiful, Tatiana. Yeah, and I think that that listening to ourselves, um, how important that is for all of us to, you know, we're here for a purpose and I, I really want to talk about that in a sec, uh, the purpose of the intermiss that gets developed in the intermissive course. But for us to listen, only we can know that, what that is, and for us to listen to ourselves is such a lovely message. Thank you for that. Yeah, all right. That's, um, uh, you know, Kim, um, just to, you know, you were talking there, I was thinking here, mm. um, one of the main um, benefits of studying conscientiology to myself is the fact that the tools we have in conscientiology uh, can be used to anyone because the, you know, the object of research is ourselves. So the results are going to be different to each one of us. But, uh, you know, while we do the research and we come into our own conclusions and we discuss about this, these conclusions, we can uh, make science grow because we see there are points of, you know, uh, affinity in the research. Uh, we have sometimes same results applying techniques mm -hmm. and um but the you know the consciousness is only one i am different from you you are different from everyone else and i am as well so this is what uh, is really exciting uh to me about researching the consciousness you know we always have different uh you know results yeah but the discussion can show us that we all consciousness have many things in common Mm. many needs that it doesn't matter if you are if i if you are in you know an australian i'm in, i'm a brazilian it doesn't matter if you know uh another person is new zealander or thai or if we are black or white or it, it doesn't matter what beliefs we have but the the consciousness is uh has needs that we all have Yes, and we can use these tools, you know, to to become more evolved. Yeah, yeah, and and you're going to share a couple of tools at the end of at the end of this podcast um, with oh, us, yes. which I'm really looking forward to. So now let us let us talk about the intermissive course, Tatiana. So, what is it? What is an intermissive course? Uh, the intermissive course is an advanced. Uh, educational model of uh, you know with disciplines in most diverse areas that are organized to students who are at the moment in an extra physical dimension what do you what do I mean by that um, when we die when we discard this, uh, this get rid of this physical body um, we keep living as a consciousness using another body, which is uh, the, the body I, I called before, the psychosoma, or the spiritual body, or yes. the soul. Yeah. Um, so when we, we, when we continue our extra-physical life as an extra-physical consciousness, um, we are able to enroll in extra-physical courses. There are not you know, in the material world, in the human 
world we are now. So these courses, they aim to uh, qualify us and to help us accelerate our evolution and with you know all kinds of disciplines and techniques so we can prepare our upcoming life so when when i say we when i talk about an upcoming life i'm assuming that and this is one of the premises of conscientiology that um we are now in this life here 2019 Mm -hmm. in australia and um uh, but this is not the only life we had, and this is not the last life we're going to have. So we assume that we've, have, we've had previous lives before, and this is our current life. And then after we die, we are going to continue having future um, lives in the future. But between one uh, material life and the, the other, we have this period we are going to be in another dimension, which we call the extra physical dimension. And we can't be as lucid as, as we are now, leading our lives in a different way, but we, with the same, you know, uh, the same consciousness we, we are now, the same consciousness we have now, yeah. or even more lucid. And when we are more lucid in the extra physical dimensions, we aim to look for, you know, some kinds of qualifications for the next life or for the, the future life, the upcoming life. So we can take, you know, make the most out of that future life in terms of evolution. So the intermissive course, course is a very technical course that can prepare us for the future life, giving us tools to overcome or difficulties, or traits, or, diffi- or you know, um, um, bad traits, let's say it like this. Yeah. And using our best traits, or qualities, or talents to ov- overcome, you know, the difficulties in life. And uh, so in the end, we are able to plan a life project or a life mission uh, in order to evolve. So I don't know if it, if it was clear or if you if you have any other questions about the definition of intermissive course, Kim. Um, no, I think that was pretty clear. I mean, what came up for me um, as you were talking was it sounds like it's you know an ideal preparation. So really, everybody should be doing that, right? It sounds like well, does everybody do that? You know, is it something that we all do to prepare ourselves for this life? Uh, not really, Kim. Uh, you know, just like in our lives here, like our human life right now, yep. there are people who really, you know, enjoy looking for studies and uh, getting more education. And some others really don't, you know, are not interested or don't care about it. So an intermissive, an intermissive course um, is the same thing. So people who are interested in studying more about themselves and their future life apply for these kinds of uh, courses or even are invited to enroll in these courses. But some other people are either not interested or don't have really, you know, enough um, background to, uh, mm-hmm. to participate. 
just like any other course, like, you know, if you're going to the university or if you're going to, uh, you want to study to become a PhD, but you don't have a bachelor's yet, you don't have, you know, a background yet. Yeah. So we can say that the intermissive course is a very advanced course. Okay. It's because it has to do uh, with your own, like with researching your own self which is a huge challenge, you know, like getting to know, you know, your dark side as well as, you know, your mm. superpowers, your super talents that sometimes you don't even know you've, you've had because you, you're not used to it. You, you, don't, you don't have a whole um, uh, lucidity of, you know, what you have achieved in your previous lives, for example. Now, yes. but in the intermissive course, you will be able to, you know, uh, download all this information and study with this in a technical way to prepare a future life with a life project. So it's a very technical course, you know, and uh, sometimes people are, are just not interested in doing that. Mm. It's just not, you know, for them at the moment. Uh, so we can say that most of people at this uh, evolutionary moment in, on the planet are not really keen on study themselves and uh, applying for these kind of these kinds of courses while they are in the extra physical dimension. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I found it interesting that you mentioned um, studying our dark side as well as our superpowers. So. Um, <clears throat> what do you mean by the dark side? What sort of things do we look at there? Yeah, uh, when, uh, when we study ourselves, you know, and I'm using here um, like my background in conscientiology, mm -hmm. um, in order to evolve, in order to become more mature as a consciousness, uh, we need to study not only, you know, our talents, but also you know, the difficulties we have, you know, the, uh, the bad traits we have or difficulties, you know, to deal with our lives and ourselves, which is sometimes not exciting, you know? Yeah. It's not sometimes we are not very interested to know, um, you know, what, the, you know, what we, we need to change. We are just in our comfort zone. We just are sometimes uh, fantasizing about who we really are. But when you really sit at your desk and get a white, you know, a blank piece of paper and need to write about your traits, the, like the good and the bad ones, this is a real challenge, you know. Sometimes it's very uh, difficult for some people. To and, see ourselves. Uh, Sorry. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. Yep, to see ourselves. To see ourselves as we really are. Mm. Um, so when I say the dark side, why I mean like the you know the the bad traits we have, you know the um, vices we have, the our self corruptions, the things we know we cannot do but we keep on doing, treating people badly or uh, you know doing bad things for our health or not taking care of um, important priorities we have in our lives. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. sometimes you just, you know, ignore this. This is boring. This is not good. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, life is too hard already. Why are we going to think about this? <laughs> and um, so this is what I mean by the dark side, you know. It's the like the things we really don't, you know, it's not interested to study. But, you know, the interesting thing, Kim, is that when we start studying ourselves in a very technical way, as it is proposed in conscientiology, as we are the researcher, researcher and the object of study. So we use our most advanced qualities and traits of our intellectuality, our rationality to research ourselves. So we don't give that uh, heavy emotional, uh, you know, um, uh, response to these traits so it's more into a technical way how how can i overcome these bad traits i have yes. and what techniques i have yeah. and how can i apply that in my everyday life and i de- and then i'm going to apply that at work with my family in i know with my friends and then i'm going to go back home and you know see the results of that what what yeah. what, what percentage of you know these changes I've I've planned have been actually applied or not. What can I do now to make it you know to apply these techniques in order to have it a more effective result? So this is um, so this is exactly what happens in the intermissive course. So we are going to research ourselves in the extra physical dimensions with very technical uh, support. So we can see uh, these, you know, difficult uh, traits we have or or self-corruptions or Mm. uh, difficulties, but in a very technical way in order to overcome them. So, yeah, so that sounds really quite empowering so that you, you know, you're stepping away from beating yourself up or thinking about things in terms of guilt or shame and moving moving past that. Yeah. This doesn't help anyone, mm. you know. Uh, we, we've seen that for millennia in religions, you know, in uh, how people, you know, treat themselves and the others. Uh, you know, when you have guilt, this doesn't really help yourself or anyone. So if I could, if you know, if I had a magical wand, if I could get rid of something on earth, I would get rid of guilt because yeah. it really doesn't help anyone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, that would be a, a world-changing magic trick if you did that. <laughs> exactly, you know? How can anyone have invented anything like that before so far? You know, because uh, when you are guilty, we just are blind. We don't see a way out of that problem. We don't see a way of, you know, overcoming any difficulty. So the best tool for me is to use our, uh, you know, intellectual, uh, you know, uh, traits or rationality to study ourselves in a very technical way. So we can really use science and techniques to change our, you know, our behavior, our environment uh, for real. Not just in our mind, you know, to make a big difference uh, 
big difference in society through our own change. So this is what, you know, what means for me um, at most. Yeah. And um, now you mentioned, uh, I think one point that's important here, you mentioned life project before. So during this intermissive course, we are preparing a very particular, some kind of very particular actions and, and achievements that we want to have for the next life. Is that, could you say a bit more about that? Yes, sure. So when um, we are in the extra physical dimension doing an intermissive course, we are, um, there is basically, um, if, if, if you let me, I can explain like the, you know, the phases of the intermissive course. Yes, please. I've researched. Um, so um, I, we, from what I've researched uh, about the intermissive course and interviewed other researchers and studied all the, uh, you know, references from Dr. Vieira, who is the one who actually proposed uh, the um, theory of the intermissive course. Um, so there are two phases uh, we have after we enroll in these courses. So the first phase is the self-research of the personal bi biography. So this means we are going to do what I have told you before, like, you know, study our um, talents or uh, difficulties, uh, the traits, you know, all, all the traits we have yes. in our previous lives. Yes. So these disciplines we have in this first phase of the intermissive course we just dive into our micro universe, you know, and um, we have, of course, the support of very experienced uh, teachers and professors and precept preceptors or, um, you know, people who will support us and guide us into this self-research. Mm -hmm. So we are going to identify our talents, our potentialities, uh, you know, the best traits we've had uh, because this is what will give us strength, you know, to overcome uh, difficulties in life. So we need to be very aware of the, you know, the, uh, the tools we have to use them in the intraphysical life. Yes. So, but we are, we are also going to study, you know, our fissures, our gaps, uh, the omissions we had in previous lives, what we knew we had to do when we didn't, the yeah. people we had, for example, you know, to have a good relationship and we didn't, or embarrassments, which is not good to study. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this will lead us to a high level of, you know, self-awareness which gives us a lot of power in terms of self-confidence, you know, to deal with future um, uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. And uh, all this study um, uh, ends up in what we call in Conscientiology the Personal Evolutionary Register, okay. which is a registration of all our personal, um, you know, talents, achievements. It's like a huge... A book about our own selves, 
where we have all the, you know, the glossaries, the dictionaries, okay. whatever you call it, about our own selves. Like a book about our consciousness, a consciousness book. Yes, exactly. Yes. So uh, this is in the first phase of the intermissive course. So we are getting more aware of who we really are. Mm. So, for example, when, uh, when I, I uh, die after this life we are now, uh, maybe in, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years or even tomorrow, maybe we never yeah. know. <laughs> um, I will not be only Tatiana anymore. You know, I'll be the result of all the lives, uh, lives I've had before mm. with all the background I've had before. So I need to, uh, you know, uh, reassess this again. So I'll be more able to have a whole understanding of my true, you know, like of who I really am, not just Tatiana anymore. You know, yes. so this takes time, this takes study, this takes a lot of, you know, uh, support. So our memory will be, you know, regaining this information again. Um, so this happens in the first phase of the intermissive course, you know, ancient memories from various moments, all, uh, you know, different egos from the past. Yeah. So, um, so are you saying, sorry, but this is really uh, intrigues me. Are you saying that for a lot of us, when we, when we leave this physical life, when we die, um, we might not experience that. So we might just continue to identify with our last identity as Kim or Tatiana or whoever. Yes. So yes. it's actually, it's actually specialists. Um, it's, it's, it's a rare or unusual to start to integrate more fully with a full past. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's not because it's just a matter of memory. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, uh, our memory is uh, at the moment, I have the memory basically of, you know, this lifetime from where I was born until this moment. Uh, and many things I have already forgotten, actually. I have no memory of so many things I've, you know, been, yes. I've been through in my life. So how does it happen, you know? Like, it's just here, like maybe memories, memories from 10, 20, 30 years ago, and I just can't remember anymore. Uh, so this happens as well after we die, and it, even in a more, in a deeper level, because we don't have our brain anymore. We don't have our physical brain anymore. We are going to have an extra physical brain, mm. which is in conscientiology, we, we call it para-brain. Para, which means like extra physical. Mm -hmm. uh, so all this information uh, is very subtle. We need to regain this information, reactivate our memory to get all this information back. So sometimes what happens after we die, and it's pretty common to all of us, uh, even those who do research, you know, uh, uh, you know, the bioenergies or who is a, who are aware of, you know, multidimensionality. So what happens is this shock of the death of us getting rid of the physical body and our brain, uh, this change for this other dimension gives some repercussions and we need to regain this memory and it takes sometimes a while. Or even even like many many years, or mm. it depends on the consciousness. It depends on the memories uh, they have, you know. Um, but 
in order to enter an intermissive course, you need to be at least aware that you are a consciousness, that you are now, uh, that you are not in the intraphysical dimension anymore mm -hmm. and that you are going that you need or you're looking for studying about your future life you know so if you if you're not aware uh, which is pretty common you know like research from dr vieira shows that um for most of the consciousness on the planet at this moment Uh, we just die and we just did, don't know we have died. We just keep on thinking the same way we are mm. and living our lives the same way we are. We are not lucid of our potentials, potentials in other dimensions. This is what is most common, you know. So when we are in this first phase in the intermissive course, we are now aware we are, you know, in the extra physical dimension that we are, You are not just the person we were anymore in the previous uh, human life. And we are now working to regain a higher level of awareness of who we really are. This can take some time, you know, yeah. uh, because we've, we are like multimillionaire consciousnesses. We have mm -hmm. like multiple lives and, and uh, all kinds of experiences. So sometimes... I myself doubt it. I have, you know, been really 100% aware of everything I have ever been or thought or felt before while mm -hmm. I was in the intermissive course, you know. So you're saying you doubt, you doubt that you've been that aware? Yes, like yeah. 100% of all my previous lives, so all my experiences, all mm. my, you know, uh, like the, the, all the multi-egos I've had, I'm, I'm not sure, I, I may be wrong, you know, but I'm sure that in the intermissive course, I did have, you know, lots of um, uh, tools available for me to have a much, much, much higher level of understanding of who I really am and the talents and, you know, the potentialities I really have. Mm. And we all you know, go through this in the first phase of the intermissive course. And uh, after we are pretty much aware of our, you know, own selves in this first phase, then we go to the second phase in the intermissive course, which is the planning of the ex existential program, the upcoming, you know, uh, yes. existential program in a future life. So we are going to use everything we have studied about ourselves in phase one, Now to plan a future program mm. and uh, how are we going to do that? So we're going to have like more specific disciplines to support, you know, us in order to, uh, you know, be more productive in future lives to, um, to you know, uh, pick for ourselves some more challenging situations that will uh, allow us to um, to use our you know qualities our best qualities or face uh, different situations in order to mature specific traits specific uh, ways of behavior we have so the the existential program Kim is just a way or a, a form of 
putting us into action mm. to um you know to uh mature ourselves just like we do with the diamond you know yes so yes, people polish. work with the diamond to polish exactly that's to the word the, was... to take to take the biggest advantage of the next life for our exactly. for our existence as a whole yeah that's it that makes so, a lot of sense okay i just sorry yeah. Tatiana, i'm just I, I just i'm conscious of the time and i'm conscious of the fact that we've really just scratching the surface here so i'm i'm already going to flag i think we're going to have to have you on again um but uh we we've got a you know i've got a little bit more time and i i think at this stage um it probably would be really good to um just tell the listeners you know if you're listening to this and if you have this feeling of you know i've come here for a purpose i've come here for a reason um maybe just tell people briefly how can i know how can i i get clarity as to what, whether i have whether i did an intermissive course and what i might have planned and um and then after that maybe we can um you can share those exercises that that you said you you would to help people with that sure perfect so um you know um maybe i could give some practical uh tips the like practical exercises people can do and this will help them reflect on their whether they've had an intensive course or not but before doing that um it's very important to say that um you know sometimes people um say oh i don't know if i you know i've prepared myself before being born i i sometimes feel i have you know i have had previous lives this this kind of conversation makes sense to me um it's interesting i'm curious about it but i have no idea if i did an intensive course or um i have not you know had any kind of uh conviction about my life or about things i have to do so i'm i'm not really sure so uh i guess it's very important to reflect about this because people sure may have uh you know done an intensive course before and they and also of course they may have not because intensive courses are very specific courses to plan a future life and to you know uh set goals very uh you know very um like hardcore goals let's say mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. this you know challenging you to um uh go outside your comfort zone so uh sometimes people uh intensive courses are only one kind of like the all kinds of courses someone can take while in the intra, in the extra physical dimensions there are all kinds of courses of course just okay. like in the intra physical dimension yes yes but uh you know um so it's very important to think about this you may have had uh you may have studied uh an intensive course an intensive course and you don't remember so you just need to work with your memory to you know uh, regain this information and how do we um, do that and that's that's uh the tip i'm going to give now okay <laughs> okay so uh, there are uh, i thought about uh two practical very practical exercises people can do at home 
so I'm going to just talk about them like real quick. And then if you have any questions, you just ask him. Okay. Uh, so a very practical one, which I really like it is just like set some time for yourself. Like let's say it one hour. So you go to your room or a quiet place. You, you, you can stay there for this time. Maybe your room or your study room or your office. If you have one at home, that you can just go there, lock the door, and you know, tell your family members not to disturb you for that time. Don't take cell phones, computer, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can get a chair, like a comfortable chair. Just sit, relax. You can breathe deeper to make to help you relax more. Um, if you, if you know how to do any kind of bio, bioenergetic work, maybe it would be interesting to do it a little, you know, just to, uh, loosen your energy. So you'll be more like open to interact with other dimensions. And, and if just, you don't know, I'll just, I'll just say on that one, Tatiana, sorry, if, if, uh, anybody here, if you haven't listened to the first episode of this podcast, um, I share and talk you through a basic bioenergy exercise there, which you could listen to and apply before doing Tatiana's exercise. Oh, that's awesome. But really, if you don't know any bioenergy work, it it doesn't matter. Just sit, relax, breathe deeper, you know, try to clean your mind of, you know, problems and other, you know, uh, issues. Um, And, um, and, Take one piece of blank paper, like an A4 paper, blank paper, and a pen. Um, and you just are going just to, you know, rewind your life to your childhood. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to think, for example, make these questions to yourself. Uh, when you are like there in your childhood, what did you want for your life? Did you have any dreams, any goals? any convictions or anything you wanted to plan for your future, any um, aims for your life? Because you know, Kim, what, why this is important? Because mm. even uh, though you were a kid, uh, you had uh, just been born. Like you were closer to your you know, extra physical yes. life yes. than we are now. So you, even though you were a kid and you had like some, sometimes you couldn't express yourself well, or you just, you know, not mature, of course. Um, but you, sometimes these convictions are very, you know, alive, mm. but we just didn't remember. We forget. We don't remember anymore. So sometimes people, when doing this exercise, they have they start remembering, accessing memories that they never, you know, thought about anymore. Yes. Yeah, they had totally forgotten. And this is sometimes shocking, you know, because uh, uh, sometimes kids have pretty, uh, you know, um, pretty, you know, clear ideas of what they need, of how they think. And then the education system comes, the education system and the parents' influence and all those, they can maybe not be aligned with what the kid actually 
exactly exactly mm-hmm. so it's not only uh, i talked you know like about dreams and goals in life what i want uh, what i wanted to be when when i became you know an adult and stuff like that but sometimes the way of thinking how you know the ideas came how i felt about the world like my feelings uh, my um excitements about you know life about things around me uh the traits i had sometimes i was a very curious person so this is something sometimes that in life per the person you know just forgot about this it's like you know they have uh, um uh, very wonderful talents they just ignore and they just forget and they just don't know they have actually yeah yeah so This activity helps a lot with that. And then after thinking about all this, you need to write this down in this blank paper. Just write into topics. Don't like, just make it as summarized as possible. Uh, Just to outline like the, you know, the goals you had, uh, the convictions you had, the traits you, you manifested as a child. And this will lead you to some further research. But this is a great beginning, Kim. Yes. And another, uh, can I give another uh, practical activity? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. This is uh, like, the first one I gave is like, uh, you know, level one. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to do. Maybe this one is level five now. Okay. (laughs) In the game. (laughs) A bit of a jump. Uh, Okay. So this would be like a three-hour reflection technique. Mm Mm-hmm which is uh, focused on the intermissive course specifically. Uh, so it, the, the same thing would apply in terms of going to a quiet place and asking family not to disturb you, no cell phones, no uh, you know, computer or gadgets, just yourself, yourself and your piece of paper and pen. Um, so you're just going to write at the top of the paper intermissive course And you are going to stay these three hours reflecting about your skills or talents, Mm -hmm. your weaknesses, um, and your temperament. Temperament is the result of all this, how you act in your life. So you uh, you can just imagine this, but this is not a good idea in this technique, Kim. Mm. You need to um, give examples of everything you write. For example, let's say, let's see in my, uh, with myself, I can write this over there. I'm a, I'm a very balanced, I have a very balanced temperament. Okay, but give me five examples of that, Tatiana. Okay. Otherwise, it's just, you're just fantasizing. Are you that balanced, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, then after you write either uh, the talent you have or the uh, or something positive about your skills just give at least one or two examples to uh, you know to make sure you are not just imagining so it can be something at work you did uh, your relation with someone that you helped but it has to be very practical things and you're going to do that for three hours so and why, why is it three hours? hours yes exactly because the first hour, you're going to be uh, fantasizing probably, you know? Okay. You're going to be like, uh, I, I feel like this or that. It's great. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I'm perfect. Uh, but in, after the first hour, you're going to go deeper into your reflection. 
And, uh, and then what happens is that since you are immersed in this idea and this theme, you have extra physical help mm. of consciousnesses who are keen to help you with this research. They, we can see like they are um, uh, sort of uh, spirits of, you know, um, more mature consciousnesses who are willing to help. Yes. So we call them usually helpers. Helpers, yeah. Uh, they are not in the intraphysical dimension here in the material dimension, but they are uh, keen to help people who want to do this kind of self-research. So mm-hmm. in, in, during this time, they are going to be able to help you activate memories about your intensive course. And after the second hour, you'll be, you're going to be more like, you know, um, more uh, uh, focused and concentrated. And mm. in, the third, in the third hour, you'll be able to draw conclusions, to have ideas about your intensive course, to have ideas of your uh, life project, what you need to do in this life. And you're even going to have the possibility of having insights on what to do uh, in future projects and stuff. So this is a, a like a, mm. a harder technique because you need three hours. Yes. And sometimes you have no patience to do that. Yeah. So, yep. uh, but just keep on going and I'm sure you will have all kinds of, you know, ideas and insights for yourself. Mm. Well, I mean, that's, uh, I can really see again, it's so going to be so important to, to not have your phone near or any computer because there's so many distractions now and to actually spend three hours really connecting with yourself in that way, I would imagine would be valuable anyway to get yeah. a, a deep amount of understanding of, of why we're here. Exactly. Um, That's why I said uh, this second technique is like level. It's yeah. not, you know, it's like the, it's harder in the game, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tatiana, I'm sorry. You know, like I said, I feel we've scratched the surface. I'm really hoping um, you can come back and maybe I'm, I'm sure there are so many other angles um, to this topic that, that we could talk about. You've written a whole book about it. I really encourage people. So, so this has just come out. It's just about to be released, in fact, in English. And um, if people want to find the book, I'm guessing it will be on Amazon. Um, yes, um, we are now just finishing the production of the book. Uh, so um, I believe from, you know, what I, uh, I've checked this week, we'll be having the book launched in a few weeks or maybe one or two months. Um, but it, it will be sure available, uh, you know, online, uh, on Amazon and other, you know, possible ways of you know buying it yes uh we're gonna have the ebook and the book uh printed on demand as well uh but we are i'm gonna be uh you know disseminating this idea uh online on my facebook page and i'll let everyone know as soon as the book is launched in english we have the, the we are in the second edition of the the portuguese uh um book but now we are working on the, the, the English version, which is going to be real exciting for me. Um, and that's it. Yeah, lovely. And on Facebook, people can find you on Intermissive Course, I believe. Or, yes, or just, yeah. Or your, your, your own the, name or? 
Sure. Uh, you can look for Tatiana Mota. It's my personal Facebook page, but the uh, the like the book page, the inter- intermissive course page is just intermissive course. Uh, and I'll be sharing uh, lots of ideas about the book and the uh, science conscientiology, uh, bioenergies or whatever, you know, anyone asks about. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a great resource. And, um, and I also invite, uh, any listeners, you can find out more about Tatiana, uh, on the website for this podcast, multidimensionalevolution.com. And um, if you have questions for Tatiana, you can also send them through there and we will try and get you on another time and address any questions that we might get. But for now, thank you so much, Tatiana. It's been lovely. And um, Kim, uh, thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure to be talking to you today. You're definitely right. We just have just started talking about such an interesting subject Um, and there's plenty of you know content we could discuss about it Uh, but thanks anyway it was a great pleasure thank you for tuning into today's episode if you want to find out more about our guests you can find relevant links and information next to the episode on multidimensionalevolution.com there you can also find my blog and information about my book Multidimensional Evolution, Personal Explorations of Consciousness. I really appreciate your presence today and I hope you'll be tuning into Multidimensional Evolution podcast again in the future. Until then, here is to your very best and most conscious life.